The world is filled with change makers, and you might be one too. Welcome to the Nano Podcast, where we serve up bite-sized pieces of inspo from food leaders. We're your hosts, Maura Paxton and Alyssa Martinez-Newman, and you're listening to Perspectives. Today we talk with Nate Powell-Palm. My name is Nate Powell-Palm, and I'm the owner of Cold Springs Organics, which is based out of Belgrade, Montana. I also am a member of Montana Organic Association and um, serve on the National Organic Standards Board. As usual, our guests shared their expertise in a snackable five minutes or less. Nate talks about how he builds climate resilience into his business models. I sort of approach this from two ways. Climate change is here. Climate change is happening. And we have to do our, put our best effort forward to mitigate it and fight it as best we can. Um, But I think it also means that in farming, climate change means a world with a lot more risk for farmers, for everybody. And so really um, figuring out how to mitigate that risk is something I think about all the time. Um, so I've been of a philosophy and I'm not exactly sure where I got this philosophy, but I've just been someone who never wanted to farm with debt. Uh, so I wanted to always fa- be of a size that I could farm the year through and not have any debt, carry any debt year to year. Um, and so the elimination of debt is something that I see as an absolutely critical component to farming in a, a world where climate is irregular and, uh, and changing. Um, building the business to expect lower yields is something I've also been doing. I think in organics, we're somewhat comfortable with lower yields. We're not super worried about absolutely maximizing the yield per acre because we're realizing typically higher prices, um, on our given crops and there's some, uh, added value on, on the whole. But I think building my business model so that I expect lower yields across the board and making, figuring out how to make that business model work. I think will ultimately put me in a better position if for some reason I don't realize those lower yields, but also not leave me in a really tight spot if we do see the yield changes that uh, that most of the models predict. Um, I also like to have two backup plans for my crops. So I'm going to have a contracted crop, and sometimes I have uh, I am going to overplant the acreage to make sure I meet that contract, but I might have a backup contract um, with someone who says, if you have any extra, I'll take it. And that way, I know I have a home for it, but I also know that I am going to take care of my customers as best I can. Um, Livestock, I think, are going to be such an integral part of a healthy farm ecosystem. They should have always been. We should have never allowed the divorce of livestock from crop production to happen. But um, but now that the marriage is is back, uh, kind of on the on the minds of a lot of producers. Um, bringing livestock and integrating livestock back in means that you have a place for your crop to go if for some reason it fails for the actual intended purpose, which would be to harvest a, a dry edible crop in, in the form of grain. So if I can graze a crop and realize some, some grazing potential, that just means I ultimately can still realize revenue. I'm going to be 
able to maintain a crop rotation and I might even get the chance to, to better it via grazing because grazing is so important for the soil. I could also, as, as sort of my plan C um, in this in this changing climate world, um, real, think of all of the crops I grow potentially as cover crops. So I, it's never a bad thing to feed my soil. And so if for some reason I hit a, a really tough drought at the wrong time in the plant's growth cycle and I need to turn that in, I am ultimately feeding the microbes that'll be there and more robust and uh, able to cycle that biomass into organic matter in the long term. Um, lastly, I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of benefit to thinking of how do we add the absolute maximum amount of value um, to our crops as much as possible. So you have the baseline of your organic, um, but if you have a really long supply chain that you're selling into and you're sort of selling to a, a really large commodity broker, you're probably not going to realize a whole lot of that added value. So the more we can do to sell as close to home as possible, but also in a form that makes it so that you're as close to the customer as possible, we're going to be able to get more dollars per acre, thus keeping our businesses alive, but also fundamentally reduce the carbon footprint of our food and make sure that we're taking care of our own communities. Just to recap, remember these key takeaways from Nate's thoughts on climate resilience. Reduce risk and always have a backup plan. Don't forget to check out the rest of Nate's episodes and subscribe. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram at Oregon Tilth for even more inspo from food leaders.